The next speaker today, we have Rachel coming up. Um, she, uh, I've known her now for seven, eight months, and her and her husband, Jake, are like power couple. They, they have an amazing business. They have, um, they're like building their own house brick by brick and piece of two by four by two by four. Um, and they have so many things, amazing things going on in their lives. Their whole life, and they, I'm probably ruining it for you, is built on them being able to do mission work. I mean, I feel like everything I know about you guys, that's, that's where you are led to. And so without further ado, uh, Rachel, coming up. guys. <laughs> so I'm half Irish and storytelling is my forte. So a lot of what I'm going to share tonight is going to come through stories. But most importantly, through the storytelling, I just want to encourage you and build you up and challenge you. So I'm going to share a little bit about how God brought my husband into my life and how he's led us on this journey with the business. And there's going to be a lot of little nuggets along the way that I'll stop to draw out. So a little about how we met. Um, when I was 26 years old, I really felt strongly that the Lord was calling me to start an inner city youth ministry. I always had a heart for youth. Um, my youth leader was super impactful in my life, and we had small group leaders. And my small group leader was um, super intentional. And so I always knew at some point that I was going to pay it forward because of the impact in my own life. And at the age of 26, the Lord was like, you're going to leave the church you're at and you're going to go start something. And I had a heart for the inner city as well because starting in fifth grade, my dad would bring me to the hood in Minneapolis. There is a church he helped to renovate as a builder, and it was called Inner City Church in Minneapolis. And his friend was a pastor, and they would do these picnics in the park where all these addicts would come, get fed. They'd testify um, the pastor, Monica, she used to be a heroin addict. They would share their testimony. These people would come get saved. And as a little eight, nine-year-old girl, it really touched me. And so when the Lord said he was leading me to the inner city to start a youth group, I was like, but God. <laughs> I was like, I'm this little white suburban girl. Like, what? How are you going to use me? And I was like, but if you call me to it, you'll do the work. And I'm just going to say yes. And so I said yes. And I had no idea what I was doing because I was like, I know what works in the suburban area is not going to work in the inner city. And so I began to just pray, like, God, if you've called me to this, you have to do everything. I'm going to hear and obey, but that's all I've got. And so I started praying about how to launch this ministry. And I was like, who should I invite? Blah, blah, blah. And um, so anyways, God started showing me how to go about finding people that wanted to volunteer for this and I was about to launch this ministry, and the night before I was going to launch it, um, for three days straight, I had this guy's face flashing in my mind. This is like Tuesday night at 11 p.m. I'm launching the ministry Wednesday, and Jake, my husband, his face flashed for three days straight, and we went to the same university, but we didn't know each other. He was a drug addict. <laughs> And God did a huge work in his life. And so I'm like, God, why are you highlighting this person to me? I don't know where he's at. Um, I, I don't even know him. And uh, I'm just going to go to bed. So I get in bed. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I was like, I know how this is going to go. I'm disobeying. I need to get up and contact him. 
And ironically, I had a Jake in my, in my cell phone. Um, there was a lot of group projects because we both studied um, business at Bethel. And so I shot a super straightforward text and said, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Are you interested? And he replied immediately and said, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow night. So the first night comes around, and I had everyone share why they were there and their heart for kids or the inner city or whatever. And when it got to Jake, he goes, well, this might sound really crazy, but two weeks ago I had a dream that I was talking to a Rachel from Bethel University. I got in my car, and I drove through Minneapolis and then ended in St. Paul at an old church building, and there was ministry going on in and out of the church. And he goes, tonight, here I am in the inner city of St. Paul with a Rachel from Bethel to start a ministry. And he said, I feel God called me. And for me, I was like not thinking about dating or anything. I was like, I'm going to be independently wealthy and adopt a bunch of kids because I had brokenness in my, my story. You know, my story was at the age of 22, a coworker uh, offered to walk me to my car and raped me. And so I just was in a place where I'm like, I'm just going to follow God and let the cards fall. But I had kind of given up on thinking he had someone for me. It was like, I said I gave up, but in my heart I didn't. So God's just bringing this whole thing together, and I'm like, wow, thank you, God. I'm just obeying, and you're lining it up. So I ended the meeting that night, and I'm like, if anyone in this room feels called to co-lead this with me, um, that would be amazing. Everyone in the room's a leader, but I'm asking God to provide, like, a male to come alongside so that if there's anything in the ministry that I can't deal with, like a boy-to-boy type thing or girl-to-girl. I need like a male to be involved. And I said, it could be someone who hasn't even joined yet. And Jake texted the next day, and he's like, I've been praying, and I feel like I'm supposed to co-lead this with you. So we started partnering with this local ministry in the area to kind of just learn from them and glean from them and get their blessing. And um, it was a, a ministry my dad knew. And they were like, hey, let's pray over you guys. And so they're like, what are your names? And they're like, blessing our ministry. And they're like, Rachel and Jacob, God bless this couple. So prophetic. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know him. So I'm like, get me out of this room. I'm like, all right, God, what are you up to here? Then we ended up partnering with the ministry one more time. We were like wrapping Christmas gifts or something. And we went to pray at people at like a nursing home for them to be raised up and healed. And Jake was like, hey, I just have a question. Why did you contact me that night at that specific time? And I was like, um, well, it's going to sound a little crazy, but your face was like flashing for three days, and I felt like God was telling me to reach out. And he's like, oh, that's not weird at all. I know God speaks that way. And he's like, well, it was a really profound moment for me because when you texted me late that night, I had just worked a super long day, and I was on my way home, and my best friend called me up. Jerry, and he's like, hey, Jake, I've been praying for you, and I just got a word and felt I was supposed to call you. It felt like God said you're going to go home and watch, like, the show that you've prepared, and you've set it aside, and he wants you to go into your room and pray and worship instead, and Jake thought to himself, eh, I'm going to go watch the show. I can pray after, and his friend goes, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to repeat myself. <laughs> he's like, seriously, go into your room and pray and worship, because God's going to do something. He's like, there's a ministry opportunity coming. I feel like God says your wife's not far off. And most importantly, he's leading you into a deeper um, level of intimacy. So Jake's like, well, I should probably take him seriously. So that night when I had shot him that text, he was 
five, ten minutes into praying and worshiping, um, and my text, like, interrupted the worship on his phone. And so it was like God just lined it all up and brought us together supernaturally. And um, that was kind of like the beginning of our story together. But one thing I just really want to highlight is the importance of hearing him and obeying him. Because how many times in our life can we hear that little nudge and we can just be like, ah, it's not a big deal. Because what if I that night would have gone to bed and slept on that and never texted him? And what if he had gone to watch the show and my text came through, but because he wasn't spending time with the Lord, he's like, ah, whatever, who cares? Who is this girl? You know? So there's so many parts of our lives where we're called to be obedient. And like you were saying, to just surrender. And a lot of times saying yes can be painful or scary. Sometimes saying yes, you have the season of grace where it's super easy, but just giving him your yes and the importance of that. So pivot to being newlyweds. So I um, got into the bodybuilding industry before I met Jake, and I was a distance runner, a collegiate um, athlete as well. So I've been running for years and years, but I had an injured spine my senior year of college and had a dropout the week before nationals. And so I got into bodybuilding to repair my spine and to build it up. I was going to chiropractor three times a week at first. And um, so anyways, I got sponsored by Quest Bar. I don't know if you've heard of that product, but as a bodybuilder, I really cared about macronutrients. So I was all about protein, fat, carb. And then when I met Jake, he was all about micronutrients. So he was all about you know, is it organic? How many vitamins and minerals in it? So he's like, what is this bar that you're eating? And I was like, oh. And he's like, have you researched the ingredients? And I was like, no. So then I'm like, oh. So I started researching the ingredients. And after I did, I was like, I can't eat it anymore. (laughs) And plus, I was like, why do I always feel so tired from this? So I was like, all right, now I know. So anyways, um, we were like, oh, we need to find a better bar to eat. So we scoured Whole Foods and all the co-ops. And we just couldn't find anything that fit what we were looking for because we wanted it to be high protein, real food ingredients with no fillers, binders, fake sweeteners. Um, I was sensitive to dairy at the time and gluten, so I didn't want either of those in my diet. God healed me of gluten intolerance, and my spine has been radically healed too as well. So if anyone needs prayer, um, I can definitely believe for digestive issue and spine issue to be healed. But so um, we just basically resorted to making a barner kitchen because I was into bodybuilding and tracked all my macronutrients. My brain was like a calculator. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do this equation and put these ingredients together and make it work. And they came up with a prototype. But how many of you know that when you have a good idea, it's not always a God idea, right? You do not want to pursue the good ideas, only the God ideas, because it will take you off the path. So we were like, oh, it would be so fun to launch this bar. (laughs) But then we're like, well, we probably shouldn't because, you know, we're in the finance industry and we're going to buy out this financial advisor's practice and then we can be missionaries once we've had the business for like 10, 15 years, blah, blah, blah. We had our own little plan, right? So we're like, God, is this bar a God idea or just a good idea? So that was January 2015. Then June of 2015, I was at a women's conference. It was like women's on the front line. And um, Pat- Patricia King was speaking. And she's like, oh, I just, I'm really feeling strongly someone here has a creative food idea. If it's you, please stand. 
And I'm like, oh, it's not me. It's not me. Someone else is like a chef. I don't know how to like do anything with food, you know? And, but my in-laws were pointing because they knew about the bar. And she's like, hey, you honey in the front row. She's like, I'm seeing famous in capital letters. And you've been asking if this is of God. And he says, yes, run with it. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I asked and I got my answer. <laughs> it is a God idea. But how many of you know that when God speaks something is not always easy, it's not overnight, and you have to have his timing. You can't just be like, all right, I'm going in tomorrow and this is going to happen. Um, and so I'm like, okay, we say yes. Called up Jake and he's like, all right. So it wasn't until January of 2017, we had just gone back from a little trip and it was like 2 a.m. and we couldn't sleep, we were restless. And all of a sudden Jake turns to me and he goes, whoa, I just heard the words Mozambique, Africa. And I said, turn the lights on. <laughs> and I'm not a super emotional person, but when the spirit hits me, I like can tear up super easily. And so I was like, wow. And I'm like, we're going to Africa. And we had already been going on like one or two mission trips a year. But like our hearts is to like spend, you know, three, four months of a year in a nation. And we thought that was like 10 years out, right? And I was like, all right, it's this year. Whatever God's doing in this room right now, Africa's this year. So we immediately felt like, okay, we're going to quit our careers. Um, we're going to go to Africa and come home and launch the protein bar. But we prayed into it. We spoke to our parents. We seeked wisdom, and we waited for confirmation. And once we had all of that, we started making the plans and, you know, Jake was a financial advisor. He was very successful. I was working for a hedge fund mutual fund company, and there was a lot of favor on my life. They're getting ready to train me and promote me to be an external saleswoman where I would have been making anywhere from half a million to a million a year. <laughs> and God said, lay it down. And I was like, you know what? There is such a grace for it, though. It wasn't even hard. We were in our dream loft in Minneapolis. We got rid of that, and it was like, whatever, God you have, we're excited for it. And so there was definitely a surrendering, but when he's called you to it, he'll give you peace. And so we went to Africa. We served Heidi Baker's ministry. I don't know if you've heard of it. In um, Mozambique, we were there three months, and then we were coming home to launch the bar. And that whole three months, I kind of like to figure things out. I'm like, God, what is this all about? Why are we here? <laughs> you know, I was like, I love Africa. I love serving. But like, you're sending us home to launch the bar. I'd rather stay here <laughs> because I know going home is going to be hard because I don't know anything about launching a food product. Like, I don't understand that industry and I'm not adequate. And I, 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 I. And the whole thing in Africa, especially Heidi's mission, is like living a laid-down life, living from the fullness, because she strived for years and was successful. But then when she operated from his presence, everything blew up and, like, expanded. And so I'm like, okay, I get it. The whole thing about Africa is not only to, like, come back in the future and connect it to her business, but it's so that I can learn here how to be successful with the business, which is to live a life of surrender and live from the fullness of his presence, not doing it in my own strength. If I have to spend three hours on my face in the morning to make it through the day, I have to, you know? And so that was really the message. So when I came home, God just kind of laid the blueprints out, but it was in my quiet time each morning, like today, do this, today, do that, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, now looking back, I'm like, wow, it's crazy. Because people are like, wow, the branding is so good. And I'm like, oh, oh, I did that. Oh, 
you know, because <laughs> I'm like, I, it was a whirlwind for me, but it was like just the wisdom and the nuggets were all coming together, right? And so, but I just really want to encourage you to invite God into every detail of your life because the journey that he has for us far exceeds the journey that we thought we had for ourselves. Ephesians 3.20, it says, you know, that, um, actually, I was pulled up right here. It's one of my favorite verses, but it says, <clears throat> Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And I think some versions say, than we can think or imagine. And, I mean, I have a big creative mind and so I'm like if I can imagine a lot but he has bigger imagination like imagine what he has for you and so um, and just like I said earlier when God speaks something to you it doesn't mean it's going to be easy doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight we've been we launched this bar June of 2018 and like we haven't had to go and sell because God's brought the people in the sales but it really doesn't mean it's been easy it, like I've been in a kitchen for like four years making bars and, <laughs> and it's all handmade and it's like you know right now we're under staff so it's like 12 sometimes 16 hour days and but it's like you wake up and you're like God I know what you spoke and I'm gonna continue to surrender and obey and follow you because right when it gets to the point where you feel like you want to give up is when you're on the cusp of the breakthrough right and so, yeah, I just want to encourage you to invite God into every detail of your life because no matter how small it is, it matters. Like some people will say, oh, it doesn't matter to ask him what I should wear today. But there's been moments where people are like, oh, God, you care about everything. What should I wear today? And then I heard this story once where this person was like about to commit suicide and they like asked God what to wear and they went to the gas station and someone started crying and they're like, I was going to kill myself. But I said, if someone wore a Star Trek shirt today, you know what I'm saying? So like just to invite God into the details because he cares about every little thing. And the more that we seek and ask, the more that we'll see him move. Like I don't know how many of you here like see like numbers on cars. I see like two, two, two everywhere, five, five, five. And it's like as soon as you start to become aware that God's doing these things and you give him glory for it, he'll give you more and more and more. And and you obey and so he'll give you more. And it's like you said, it's like he will begin to trust you more and more. And it's like to whom much is expected, you know, but so you got to start with a little and gain the trust and, and show that you're faithful. And the more that you show that, the more you're going to see the breakthrough. And so I just want to end with this one scripture because um, it's just been really hitting me. It's funny because I was thinking about this and sharing about this topic of just listening and obeying, and then this devotional that I was reading on Monday had this scripture in it, and I was like, that's the verse I needed to look up. So it's John 14, 23 and 24, and it's Jesus speaking, and he says, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home in each of them. So if we love him, we'll obey him. And then the second part says, anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I'm telling you is from the Father who sent me. And a lot of times we hear the word obedience and we just think of like, you know, training a dog or punishing someone. But think of it this way. When you are falling in love with someone, you want to spend all your time with them. You get excited when you get that text, when you get that phone call, when you go on that date, you're like, ooh, 
And you don't want to break that person's heart, right? And that's how it is our relationship with God. It's like when you are just so in love, obey, obeying him and surrendering is easy. And it's not easy like in like, oh, it's not hard, but it's easy in your heart. You know, you're like, okay, I'll say yes, I'll do this because I love you so much. And then you're on the journey and you're like, oh my gosh, what did I sign up for? <laughs> but then he just, you know, carries you through the whole way. Um, so yeah, if we love him, we will obey him. So just to hear him and to heed him, hear him and heed him. So yeah, I just want to encourage you guys, just invite God into every detail of your life and just remember that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine.